Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco, and normally I like to do episodes every week, but we're changing things up a little bit because last night was AEW Full Gear. I wanted to review it, and I couldn't think of what better person to bring on to review it than one of my favorites, Bryce Bentley. Bryce, how's it going? Hey Blair, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing really, really good. Uh, thanks for having me back on the podcast again. I'm, I'm excited to do these, and I'm <laughs> actually really excited to do this as well because we're reviewing AEW's Full Gear from last night, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty pumped. It was a really, really fun show. Uh, it was it was a good time. Like I I I enjoyed it much more than All Out, and I mean I think you're in the same boat as me, where like. We sat down to watch it yesterday. We had zero hour queued up, but before that, we had to watch Rampage just to get the full full effect. So I did a solid six hours of wrestling yesterday. Yeah, but uh, what uh, what were your thoughts heading into uh, last night with with Rampage going on? You know, Rampage was a fun show to to, to kind of pump me up, right? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like Friday night. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I gotta get ready to start watching. Uh, I gotta get a little bit more pumped up for the show, right? Because uh, I miss I miss watching Dime. I only caught the highlights of it on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch Rampage, and then really start building myself up and getting excited for the show." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm ready now." Watching Rampage, watching as soon as the opening match with Ricky starts and and uh, Archer were on, I was like, "Okay, now I'm back into it. Now I'm ready to go and get pumped up for the weekend." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed that match. I like that they started off backstage to almost give like a different vibe to it. And yeah, I like almost, the, the yeah the brawling aspect to it. It was something different you don't necessarily see out of Ricky Starks. Yeah, and I know if I don't mention it, Tyler Colton was absolutely pumped that Ricky Starks was wearing a New Jersey Devils jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going for that uh, hometown pop, and he uh, yeah. he he got it too. <laughs> <laughs> i like i was curious how the whole dynamic with the eliminator tournament was going to work especially when they postponed that match i kind of thought yeah. maybe they would have you know ricky do two matches on rampage leading into yeah. the match with ethan last night but uh they that's didn't... what i was gonna happen as well i was i was really hoping like, like i'm kind of disappointed it didn't make the pay-per-view i mean if it made the pay-per-view i would have made it a little bit longer but hmm. I like. I feel like Ethan Page and Ricky Starks really would have had a bang of a match on the pay per view, yeah. but I mean, it got me excited to watch Wednesday night, and mm-hmm. uh, for other reasons too on Wednesday night. <laughs> get into, but I feel like that match is that match has got money on it. Like I, yeah. I love Page; he's phenomenal on the ring, and then Ricky Starks, he just he gets you. He gets you. Like you know, mm-hmm. you really want to root for him right yeah. now, and I like I love watching Ricky Starks that match with Brian Cage like Brian Cage is someone who like to me he never he didn't really find footing in AEW like I still see like 2017 with him you know like like Impact 2017 I still see that with him whereas like to me he should be a bigger deal I agree like I really like he's got the best physique like if Mm -hmm. not like like probably in the whole rock, like Will Hobbs also has one of the trouble physique, but I think, I think like Brian Cage has one of the best physiques. He's great. He's a great on the mic, the promo leading up to it too. Like he really, really shined there. Mm-hmm. But it's just, there's this something with Brian Cage that I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I get excited to watch Brian Cage match, but I don't, I don't know if it's everyone that's getting excited to see it. And uh, it's, it's really disappointing because he's, he's a phenomenal talent yeah. and, is his mat like well, we'll get to the zero hour one, but mm-hmm. he's really good in the ring, and I just I I don't know where the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I jumped a little bit uh, a little bit ahead with that, but oh no! <laughs> b- b- before we touch on the match, uh, I know one other thing that played into uh, that we'll probably see play into the future is uh, with the Athena Madison Rain match, and how uh, Athena's really showed more of that uh, that mean streak going on. She it, first debuted with yeah. the uh the match against Jody Threat and was, uh, and continued that, on. 
that was a that was a really fun match to watch and mm -hmm. uh yeah and like i just i, I love the 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 change that athena's having you know really really tapping into a meaner streak and it's yeah. you know it's, it's helping you know it's helping it's showing her that she's actually starting to get pick up a couple mat wins and a couple uh you know it's really it's really helping her in there i've i've never been able to get into her as, as a face when you know when she was in nxt or even wwe as ember moon she showed up here and I was like, okay, it's a fresh start and being able to be more of a heel and really grasp that evil side. Like, I think that'll do wonders for her when it comes yeah. to the wrestling in AEW. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, have you ever seen that movie like Scooby-Doo and the witch's ghost? I have not. Okay. Well, okay. There's, a, there's this all girl rock band in there. They're called the hex girls. Okay. And like Athena kind of reminds me of one of the hex girls. So anyone who's listening and has seen this movie, you might understand kind of what I that. <laughs> You're gonna make me find this now. People like witchy, witchy sort of girl rock band group. And Athena looks like she could play one of the roles of the characters. Okay. <laughs> they ever did like a live action movie. <laughs> I, I like that this is the first pop culture reference we're diving into with it, and oh, it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it all makes sense because Freddie Prince Jr. played Fred. It's mm -hmm. wrestling related now. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, jump like there was the main event of uh, Rampage, which led into Zero Hour. But I mean, the start of I I took notes from the main event of Zero Hour on, but we'd be miss if we didn't talk about that Ricky Starks Brian Cage match on Zero Hour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll. Uh... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Ricky Starks and Brian Cage match. It was it was solid. I mean, the 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 pop that Ricky Starks had after hitting that Rochambeau was mm -hmm. one, one of the louder pops of the whole night. Actually, uh, the crowds is there for him. The crowd loves Ricky Starks, mm -hmm. uh, and they, they also he also had a destroyer in there too. That yes. like like it defied the laws of uh, laws of physics there. But wow, like it was. Uh, it was a fun match. You know, that's the second destroyer in about three weeks that's come from like the the people involved shouldn't be able to hit it. The other one was yeah. Sky Blue and Jamie Hader, where she yeah. almost went in sideways. And last night, like I, I was watching, and then you see that and you're holy shit, you know, like that popped to be big. Yeah. No, it was it was it was such it was so wild to see, and it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um did you what did you think of that opening match with the uh, best friends uh, and their mystery yeah. partner against the oh, factory? Yeah. I mean, I love I love watching QT Marshall. He, mm -hmm. he everyone just hates him just because I think he's just QT. And yeah. I, 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 I wish I wish everyone around him because he, he does have a lot of talented young young people around mm -hmm. him, you know, with uh, uh like Bull Catter and uh Oh, why am I blanking on his name now? Oh, he's got uh, Lee the Johnson there, Camarado, Nick Camarado, uh, Lee Johnson, oh, Nick Camarado. Thank you. That's yeah. I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's he. He does help. He help does help elevate the guy there as well. The <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I mean, seeing Housen come out doing uh, the evil evil. Eviler Danhausen. It was it was fun to see. It was a fun opening little match there. I was I was surprised at just how well, like when Danhausen's not doing the funny stuff, just how good he can be in the ring. Because some of those suplexes were very crisp, very very nice. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I like seeing that more serious side out of him, and then mm -hmm. uh, definitely it's, it's similar to Orange Cassidy, right? Once he has that more serious drive, and then yeah. really go out there and actually show like what he can actually do. Mm -hmm. And then I think there was, uh, was there another one or the, uh, there was just the uh, three the, matches. Just three matches would be yeah. the, uh, the match after. Yeah. Eddie Kingston and June Akiyama. And that was, that was really a dream match for Eddie. I, I, he's talked about how much, you know, the all Japan, the, the, the Kings of road stuff means to him and the promo leading up to it, like uh, that they, right before the match, like when he's getting emotional, like that resonates with people just like with the kind of person Eddie is, he's very down to earth, very blue collar. And I mean, that's the majority of a lot of wrestling fans. So that really yeah. hits home. And that's why I think everyone just loves Eddie Kingston. Yeah. You can really relate to him. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and the match itself, it's just it's two dudes just fucking swinging at each other, and I, I, I love that. <laughs> that is the love to see is this two two big dudes going out there and just hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. he, he had the match at full gear with uh, Ishii, you know, and like I was hyped up for that one, and then you get this one, and it's like every pre-show is just having an absolute banger with Eddie Kingston and like a Japanese legend. Absolutely, and like I just. I'm here all for it, and I, I, it pumps me up. It really like gets me more and more in the mood for the pay per view, right? Like it's <laughs> like, and the promo that Eddie Kingston had after the match. Yes. I know I already bought the pay per view, but if I was still on the fence, thinking like, oh, maybe I'm gonna get it, maybe I'm not. Like that promo right there sold it. Like it absolutely sold it. Though I had a really good laugh. So Eddie Kingston's going on, going on about it. He's getting to start talking about Soraya and uh, Soraya and Doctor Britt Baker. And Ortiz gives him like one of those cutoffs, or like, no, like, we gotta go, we gotta stop, we're done. Yeah. He just, he just says, "Oh, I'm done, I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time that that like he's really got me going with like a promo. Like there was that one, and then there was one months back, I think, when he was feuding with Jericho, where he he just kind of said like, "Yo, enough of this. Bring uh, bring Willow and Statlander out here. They'll have a better match than what we're doing here, or something like that." And I'm like, the stuff like that, like the very like breaking the fourth wall. I'm just I'm here for that. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh whenever Kingston does it because like maybe maybe he's just like he doesn't he doesn't know like where like how far in he is on on, on this promo right and mm-hmm. like like it was pretty funny just like when he could just like when he like locked eyes with ortiz i, I <laughs> <laughs> he just pieces out okay i'm done the yeah. uh you know you know what i noticed with this was how hot the crowd was and they were yeah. on fire and the past few weeks of aew programming it seemed like a very subdued crowd and I think yeah. uh, I'll mention it a little bit later about like something I kind of noticed, but like this crowd from the get go, they were right into it and yeah. they were, they stayed pretty true all throughout. Yeah. They were like, like they had their moments where they were a little bit more hands on their hands on their feet. But like, I mean, it, they, it was definitely a lot like a crowd that was really into majority of everything throughout the whole night. And, you know, mm-hmm. a, a live crowd that's just super into it makes it just for a viewer at home makes it so much more enjoyable. Yes. Cause I know even there's a dynamite, whether it's last week or the week before, and there was, a, there were some really good matches on it, but with a, a subdued crowd, you're like, okay, yeah, it's a good match, but you're not really as into it. Whereas when that crowd is feeding off of it and they're making noise and you're getting more into it, you're, you know, like, if you maybe scrolling on your phone, you're putting that down and you're focusing just on the match when you hear that. Yeah. So the pay-per-view kicks off with the cage match. You know, we we've seen for months, the, uh, the long-term storytelling of jungle boy against Christian and Luchasaurus. And I was, uh, when jungle boy made his return to set up this cage match, I was excited for it. I thought there was a lot of potential and I thought that they did a great job with this. I thought the cage match was, it was probably one of the, best matches of the night uh it might have been actually my favorite for the whole night in terms of you know a long-term story coming to uh to somewhat of a conclusion i mean Mm -hmm. we still we still hopefully get to see jungle boy and christian cage once christian's fully healed from his injury Mm -hmm. but in you know like the whole match you know jungle jungle boy just like absolutely showing a lot of blood at the beginning yes adds so much to this match and just you know i i love the fire that jungle boy was showing and how you know how he how how much it really meant to him it felt like he really really like showed some a new a new layer to himself in this match of how like how emotional he could be right Mm -hmm. and luke first himself like he played he did really really well in uh in just you know being being a big big dude (laughs) With like with Luchasaurus, I know there's a lot of people who are very high on him, you know, but I, I feel like this is like a cap for him where he's your, you know, a, he's your heavy, you know, he's not going to be like a world title guy, but he's going to be the guy to help get someone like Jungle Boy to put him over and get him to that next level. Yeah. And I mean, I still hearken back, like when I see Luchasaurus, I still think of the guy who was on Big Brother 10 years ago. That's uh, still ingrained in my head, but... These, <laughs> these, these two were fantastic together they told a great story in the ring 
And uh, one thing that I really liked was the the throwback Jungle Boy had with his tights. Um, yep. The the black with the silver emblems thrown back to uh, the 97 Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels. Yep. And I thought that yep. was huge. That was really cool. And uh, another, another you know, throwback too is like they did they did the Taker-Lesnar spot too in there too mm-hmm. where they're both, both sitting up like, they, they did some cool throwbacks to you know some other other promotional stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I I know they they went outside for a bit and it's always kind of iffy with cage matches. Like it's yeah. cage matches are designed to keep everyone in, but yeah. I mean with this it led to you know the big spot at the end with that that table spot. And yeah. when you're watching, it looked like Jungle Boy he barely caught him when he leaped off the cage. Yeah, at uh, that elbow, I thought he I thought he like wrecked his ankle or something mm-hmm. he it did not look pretty with how he landed on it. <laughs> no, not at all no but the uh the fact that he was okay afterwards that he was still able to uh finish the match i mean that speaks volumes but oh, and still went back up on top of the cage to to celebrate and come mm-hmm. back down celebrate with his mom that was really like it was really cool to show the whole family aspect in there which was multiple multiple things throughout the night too <laughs> mm-hmm. the uh i i like how the whole family has the same style hair. Like they all have the curls that you could interchange one head of hair on each other and they'd still look identical. Yeah. <laughs> with, with something like this, I mean, obviously it's going to be a long few. still. Christian cage is hurt still. What, what do you see next for jungle boy after this? I mean, ultimately, you know that it's going to lead to something with cage down the line, but yeah. he's still hurt. Where would you go from here? I mean, with jungle boy, unfortunately maybe just biding some time you know just just doing what jungle boy does best just going out there putting on great matches mm-hmm. uh you know maybe maybe going like doing it something towards the tnt title or mm-hmm. working towards maybe the all atlantic uh i i feel like that's where you can build like you know build towards that maybe him you know, getting challenging for one of those belts and then christian cage coming back in yeah. when, when he's no longer hurt to to kind of screw him out of the title yeah that was kind of what i had in mind i don't think he's at world title level yet but i do think you could put him in as a a main tnt challenger he's going for the title has his big moment and then you have christian cage back to ruin it yeah or or you can even do it as like him winning a battle royal again yeah do challenging for the world title maybe after winter is coming and Mm -hmm. then that's where christian cage comes back into like it it, either either or i think it makes more sense or the old Atlantic. Yeah. But uh so after that, this uh this next one was huge for me was the trios match with yeah. the Death Triangle versus the Elite. Um everyone knows about you know the circumstances with the Elite after uh Brawl Out. Yeah. And uh I as soon as they announced this match, I was set for it this was going to be my match of the night and i thought they delivered absolutely they absolutely delivered it like we've we've seen these guys uh i don't know how many times in different variations young bucks versus the lucha brothers pack versus kenny it every time they deliver every time they're out there together they're they're putting on great matches mm-hmm. uh, I, I love the intro for uh for the elite coming up to yes. carry on my thought it was a lot of fun seeing it i don't know if they're gonna keep doing it but I would, I would much rather they do that because I do not like the Young Bucks' super kick party song. No. I know their dad wrote it, but it's just, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they came up to just Kenny's music, sure. But yeah. like, I didn't eat the Young Bucks' theme music. So if they continue with the carry on my wayward son, I'd be, I'm all for it. I, the, the intro was great. Uh, Kenny looked absolutely incredible. He looked yeah. in better shape than when he made his return four months ago. And, yeah seeing them all together and then you see Callis and Cutler and Nakazawa come out too. And it was like it was a giant reunion. Like everything was whole again. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just so great seeing them back in AEW because like they, they are AEW. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you think AEW, you're thinking Kenny, you're thinking the Bucks, like MJF in there too. But like at the beginning, these are, these are the guys you're thinking of. And it, it's just, it, it was just kind of weird not seeing them around. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was great just to see them back and, you know, looking and Kenny looking in phenomenal shape as always. When, because as I mentioned before, 
there was something later that kind of made it seem like whole again. And this was it. When they showed up through the past few weeks, it felt like something was missing. And when they returned, it was like, okay, now it's now we're good to go. We have all all hands on deck. We're pushing forward. And the crowd was very vocal in who they were favor of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that was right off the bat. And I think you could see just shit eating grins on the Bucks' faces too oh, after yeah. that first chat. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know what the chat was, the crowd was chatting "fuck CM Punk." Mm-hmm. And they followed that up with a Colt Cabana chant. And I think he yeah. tweeted something out afterwards, too. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so with this match, I mean, you had so many interesting dynamics. You had, you know, Kenny Pack, uh, who had the, they had that incredible Iron Man match when AEW first started. Uh, like you said, the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. And then even Nick and Phoenix, when they were in there as just singles. Right. I mean, those two are just another level. I mean... Watching those two go, it reminded me of uh, Tajiri and Super Crazy and ECW, how like you put them in the ring and it's money every time. Yeah, yeah no, like all three guys, like or all six guys, doesn't matter which variation it is. I feel like all of them can just go up there and put on a, like the match of the night. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> I, I did like, you know, you saw a few big spots that you weren't normally expecting, you know, like the triple tombstone. Um, yeah. I like I love the transition that Pack and Kenny had for Pack to get to get Kenny into the tombstone as well, because mm-hmm. it, it almost came like you're watching and then you see that happen and it was like oh you're you're yeah. gonna perk up after you see that. Um, the crowd like the crowd was super into this match. I think this was the the second loudest they were throughout the whole night. Like mm-hmm. this, they were very very into it, and it it just it helps with the whole match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the ending you saw, you know, Kenny hits the V trigger, gets Phoenix up for the one wing angel after, I mean, earlier Phoenix had passed off the hammer, didn't want to use it, used it this time. And you could see the remorse afterwards, but all in all, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting that outcome. Oh, I thought I was thinking like that he was going to like, give it to, give it to Phoenix again. Phoenix was just going to say, no, stay true to it. So it was kind of shocking just to see him, you know, actually use it and then pick up the win with it too. Mm -hmm. You see that. And then you see a half hour later, the announcement that it's going to be a best of seven series. And then all of a sudden it's like, sign me up. That is, that's money. Yeah. Watching them seven times. Like there's not many that I would be like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to watch this match seven, seven times. And Hey, we might not even go all seven. Nope. But I, uh, I, I could do it. I could watch these guys wrestle all the time and not complain. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it'll it might come up later, but it's funny looking up at the schedule um for where the matches are taking place and they left January 4th. There's no match that day. That's the same day as Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Earlier this morning announced was Kenny Omega is going to be challenging Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. So it's funny how that all works out. It's actually how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um that was easily that was my match of the night. Like that was a perfect. That's what I like in wrestling. You had the yeah. high flying. You had the great storytelling between the two teams. Sign me up for that. I it wasn't my match of the night. And we'll we'll get to that later. But it mm-hmm. definitely it was in my top three. Like yeah. it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to watch. I like I said I can watch these guys wrestle all day. All day. <laughs> And now after that, it was almost a, a bit of a the death spot, you know, because you had two two very good matches with the cage match and the trios match yeah. followed up with the TBS title match. Yeah. I, uh, you know, what? I love Nyla Rose on social media. She's great at mm-hmm. social media. Very, very funny. Um, this match itself was fine. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a fine match. Uh, I love, I love watching Jade Cargill. Um, it just, yeah, the, the crowd seemed they were not into it as much. Mm-hmm. Felt uh, uh, something felt just a little off in regards to that. But I loved when they were exchanging the finishes. That's where it hooked me back in. Yeah, I, like uh, my first note was that uh, if I never see another comic cosplay in wrestling, it'll be too soon. Yeah. Because even though this was different with Thundercats, it's still like uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, let's let's try something different. 
Yeah, it's just it, it's always going back to the whole comic book thing, and, and maybe it's just because like with the whole Marvel movies still being whatever they are, <laughs> I yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> But with this match, like you could tell the crowd wasn't into it to start by any means. Um, But they they did work hard to get them into it for the last, you know, third of the match where where they're changing the near falls and such. And the crowd was they did perk up after that. They did. Yeah. Like, I I really think it was when they started uh, when uh, Jade hit the uh, the beast bomb. Yes. Or now I go out for the jaded. I think. Yeah, I, I think both that's where the crowd was right back into it and a little bit more enjoyable into it. Mm-hmm. it it was amazing watching jade's strength in that you know get, being able to hit the beast bomb on nyla i mean that's incredibly impressive like jade yeah. has all the tools to be a superstar just oh, needs yeah. that that experience in the ring i, I agree and jade jade looks better than a lot, a lot of the roster <laughs> <laughs> She is in phenomenal, phenomenal shape, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she she definitely she's definitely getting so much better. And like, she was always super comfortable on you know on the mic. Yeah, it's just it's just getting that transition into the ring, and she's she is getting better, you know. But she's only been wrestling for what over just over a year now. Yeah, I think it's been a year and a half, maybe. It's it hasn't uh, been long, and but she's oh, been incredible. Oh gosh, and, and like I get excited to watch Jade matches just because like I get to watch her develop right i'm getting to see her you know how she's getting better and better and better Mm -hmm. yeah um after that we had the four-way ring of honor title match uh i will uh, i'll say right off the bat that even with the four guys involved i i'm not a huge fan of these multi-man matches whether it's three ways or four ways i find them they can get so convoluted but this match they did a great job pulling me in for the after the first little bit where i was kind of like eh, they, they i would, did a great uh, job. was still i was still not fully engaged in this okay. match to start uh it wasn't really until i started doing the uppercut exchanges with uh brian danielson and claudio doing it on jericho and then doing it on sammy that's where i that's where i was starting to get right back into it again and mm-hmm. uh it, it was it was a fun match like you know they i, I liked with the whole sammy guevara and chris jericho them yeah them started to duke it out it was it was it was fun it was a good match when sammy uh hit him with that gth and i he hit that went up for the shooting star press and like by no means heading into the match that i think jericho was going to lose the title but after sammy hit the shooting star press i they they got me good i i thought he was winning you thought that's you thought that's where Sammy was going to take and he was going to run with the ROH title. <laughs> I thought we were going to see ROH champion Sammy Guevara and yeah. the the internet was going to just blow up because of it. Yeah. How, how could this guy be the ROH champion? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't like Sammy. It's just no, I don't see it. <laughs> no, not at all. It's uh, I I I still see him at the you know the TNT All Atlantic level. I I could never see him at the as an ROH world champion. It's just it doesn't. Well, especially with with final battle coming up, I think they're gonna they they still want to ride it with Jericho, and I think they're yeah. gonna build the, yeah, the the Jericho versus Brian Danielson. I think you have to ride with Jericho until you get that TV deal with them. You know, you you want a big name face associated with Ring of Honor, and Jericho he brings that because of who he is. Yeah. Speaking of Jericho, I don't know if you watch uh, the Masked Singer, but it, I think I think Jericho had made an appearance on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard about it, but I did not watch it. Oh, <laughs> I watched I watched what, like whatever was uh, floating around on on the internet, and uh, you could tell it's Jericho. Like, there's mm-hmm. no there, it, you, you hear if you heard his voice for I don't know however many years you know that's Jericho singing behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was instantaneous that as soon as it would, he was out there, it's like, we know who that is. We're set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, heading into final battle, you think it's going to be Jericho and Danielson again? I think so. I think yeah. that, that is who they're going to go with. I think it's going to be, uh, it, it pro- might be main evented with Samoa Joe and uh, Wardlow. Mm-hmm. We will get into that after, mm-hmm. but 
I I think it'll be Jericho and uh, Brian Danielson. I, I just because like you maybe you can still have Claudio in there, but I mean I guess we'll also get into what's going to happen with the uh, BCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if Claudio wouldn't have eaten the pin at um, full gear, then I think you would have had a suitable challenger for final battle. But with him losing at uh, full gear it's almost like well do you want to put him in that position again because you're not going to take the title off Jericho so you're going to and diminish someone else add, like they had their singles matches mm-hmm. I, I, Jericho and Brian Danielson also have had theirs earlier mm-hmm. but I, I think with them trying to build you know Brian Danielson you know being the quote unquote face of ROH during mm-hmm. its time you know maybe or unless they bring back Jerry Lynn, which then I'm all for Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so one thing I liked about this card was that there was three separate uh, matches involving women, and each one had different storylines going into it. Yep. The Britt Baker versus Soraya match, uh, the promos, I mean, Soraya was a little, little shaky on the mic, but after last week's promo that Britt had, like deliver i was fully invested in this match yeah this match i was i was really i was really looking forward to it i thought this mm-hmm. it was great to finally see saraya back in the ring right after so many years and i remember watching nxt when it was Paige and emma mm-hmm. and they put on a banger match i think it was at the uh second takeover the the third one because i the first takeover was charlotte and natalia was yeah 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 so that's where i I remember watching Paige and Emma, and the, the two of them just put on a really, really good match. And then watching Paige's like career, you know, going to the main roster, all of these, and then you know, not seeing her in the ring for however many it was a five years. Mm-hmm. It was I like so. it was it was this it was kind of exciting to see her come back again. And like the match itself wasn't the greatest, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but. It still had that, you know, it, it still was exciting to see Soraya back in the ring. The match, it was what you would expect with someone who hadn't wrestled in about five years. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few spots you're kind of watching and you're like, I know even to start off the match where there was a, a spot where you're just like, okay, did she just get hurt? Like, is is she going to be okay to go through with this? She was fine. They were able to carry through, but it's the thought still lingers. Pardon me. Pardon me. The thought still lingers in your head. I'm burping up the cold pizza, I just yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I liked, I liked uh, parts of the match. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was it was good, good ending as well. But uh, it just, yeah, it it was probably one of the the weaker matches of the of the whole night. Yeah, and and then that's unfortunate because I was actually really looking forward to this. You know, Britt Baker's great to watch in the ring and i was i was really hoping that these two were going to put on something uh, put on something really special and just didn't quite hit that mark that i was looking forward to the i felt with this one they went with a very predictable uh outcome where i thought that they had potential to do something different with it whether it's i mean you noticed at the last dynamite the the promos you know it seemed like brit was fully face after that one and you're like i kind of thought like Maybe they do a double turn. They have face Brit heel uh, Soraya, and y- you already have Soraya coming in as an outsider. Maybe you do sort of like an outsider faction, you know, with some of the other people that have come out. Because you know yeah. what's what's Ruby Soho doing? What are some of the others? And you do a little group something right. different, you know. I think I think you know one of the big things they wanted to do the whole the whole thing with her brother at the end. Yeah, yeah, like. I get it. It, it. it is a big moment for her, you know, to come back to, right? So maybe mm-hmm. that's why it went with, you know, let's just have it a stat, you know, a standard sort of finish with with Soraya winning mm-hmm. her first match back and then celebrating with her brother in the end. Yeah. Oh, is that her, like her brother who's the like Rev Pro champ, I think? Like she only has one uh, brother, right? I think so. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember the uh now I'm actually like, I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the movie that they did about the family and think like, hey, how many oh. brothers was there? I think it's just the one. So it was the one too. It was like just the brother and then the mom and the dad. Yeah. I thought, but I that I actually don't know. So I will just, I think it was him, but who knows? But yeah. <laughs> 
what uh, what do you see next for these two? Where would you like them to go? Do you want to see them still I think, be intertwined or branch out? I think branch out. Uh, I think Britt is going to start doing something more so with J- uh, Jamie Hayter, which we'll get into later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with with Soraya, I think it's going to be more so her getting more and more, just more matches in the ring. Mm-hmm. And maybe just, you know, just that being being the focal point of just her wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, transitioning into something, maybe maybe building up to Winter's Coming or building up to the next pay-per-view at Revolution. Mm-hmm. One thing I like is that they've, with only four pay-per-views a year, they've managed to make these, like, events in between seem very big you know like with yeah. winter is coming or holiday bash you you might not be having you know your 12 pay-per-views but you have enough to break it up so it's not four months of star or three months of storytelling and you run out of ideas so yeah well and i think like winter is coming is going to be one of their like their biggest tv moments is because it's always going to be known as when sting made his debut yes so that's why, like, and, and like, it was it was it Kenny, Kenny and uh, Brian Danielson also had a huge match. Um, last year, yeah, was it uh, Hangman and Danielson, or was but, it? About the the year year before that, wasn't there? Oh, it was Kenny and Mox the year before. Oh, Kenny and Moxley, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Kenny and Ray Phoenix was at the holiday holiday bash. Yes, yes. That's- and- Sorry, that, now now I'm getting my dates confused. <laughs> yeah, that was right after um, uh, Brody Lee had passed because they did the right. They yes. had to readjust everything. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now this next one, I'm going to be looking to you to do a lot of the heavy lifting because I missed most of it. It was the triple threat oh, yeah. TNT match. I did see some of the big, you know, big meaty men slapping meat in this one with some fantastic spots, but I only yeah. caught the very end. Uh, yeah, it's it, it started off the exact way I was hoping it was going to start off, and it's just three meaty guys just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was really really looking forward to this match. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, I I love his theme song. Him coming with that pu- 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 powerhouse, yeah. love that. Love Powerhouse Hobbs, Warlow, just huge meaty guy, and then Samoa Joe, right? Like three guys. I was just so pumped to see. The match itself was it was good. I, I, I did really enjoy it. I thought there was going to be that next gear coming out of this, and mm-hmm. I was I was not a huge fan of Joe coming and using the title to 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 beat to beat Wardlow yeah. and, and Powerhouse Hobbs. I I'm happy Joe won, but I, I just feel like go, you know uh, Wardlow doing the Powerbomb Symphony and then just getting hit with the title. I was like ah, it, I was I was hoping for something else. I was hoping yeah. for a little bit more and just. It was it was a it was a really fun match. I really did enjoy it, but it just just missed it on me for for there. I just uh, this this is where the show these these past three matches is, or sorry the past two matches were where it just really it's like damn I was waiting for that next year for these both of these matches and it just didn't quite hit it. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised. I fully expected Hobbs to come out as the new TNT champion. I thought okay, it's I, his I, time. I powerhouse Hobbs is gonna win i really really thought that it was a chance for them to i thought that's why they're putting joe in the match Hobbs can pin him wardlow's not eating the loss still looking strong and then you have Hobbs ready to go to that next level but yeah and and it would have been a nice transition as well where Hobbs does his own stuff with the tnt title Mm -hmm. and then wardlow and joe final battles coming up tv title right there right like it and for me, that's what made sense. I get like I get they're probably gonna try to do now Joe double champion, mm-hmm. and then Wardlow might become the next double champion, but we'll have to wait and see what's gonna happen with final battle. Normally, like any other promotion, I would be kind of against the double champion, but with so many title belts right now in under you know the AEW banner, it's like yeah. have at her, you know, because there's still another well, dozen to go around. And that's and that's the and that's the problem with like a lot of the Ring of Honor titles being there, right? It's just like okay, like I get that they're they're wanting to build to their own show and everything mm-hmm. and bring bring Ring Ring of Honor back to have its own sort of focal point. And I think once that does happen, it'll be less focused happening on AEW's pay-per-views and weekly on Dynamite and Rampage. Mm-hmm. I do I, I do think it'll still bring some prestige, you know, to the world champion. 
maybe even the tag team champions. But I, I like when I was thinking about all the champions, like there's also the Ring of Honor six man tag team champions, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how many how many trios teams are there that we need to have two separate titles for? Mm-hmm. And it's if, if I, and I was thinking like the titles they could probably get you know get rid of would be that six man and the, the pure champion as well like if they if they stuck with ring of honor just having the world title the women's world title the tv and then the tag team i think that's that should be it for yeah. for ring of honor and and maybe they are going towards that direction but i we'll- i I could see fully a like eventually when they get TV, you're building to a Jericho Daniel Garcia title versus title match to unify the two. That's where Garcia wins the world title. And that's you're going forward with him as your champ, because there's some guys on the AEW roster that I fully see as like ROH guys. And it's not a slight to them. It's just like, they're perfect for the ROH vibe. Exactly. I agree. Daniel Garcia being a, a great example. Yeah. Garcia, Lee Moriarty, your Wheeler Yudas. You can put those guys in there and you're getting that old style ROH vibe. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And, uh, and you know, I mean, that could also just propel them to get to that, you know, that next further level, right? Mm-hmm. They all have, like, they all can do it. They all have the opportunity to do it. It's just mm-hmm. you know, using, using Ring, Ring of Honor as that stepping stone, that, that platform for them to be able to do it. Mm hmm. So after that uh, triple threat match, we had the tag team, no disqualification, no count out between Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sting and Darby Allen. This is my, like, this is one of my other favorite matches of the night. I <laughs> love, love, love Jeff Jarrett. And I know so many people hate him, but Jeff Jarrett is always been one of my favorites. <laughs> 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 it's just like, I like, uh, watching like I was, what I was telling you last, I was watching back all of those Asylum years TNA yeah. pay. I finally finished watching all of them, and just like I just love watching Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> from and this, Jarrett looked great. He still looks great, and like he he looked like Jeff Jarrett from two thousand and four. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks a little older, but he's still Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> so two things I want to, I'll say first uh, on the looks thing, they, one thing with AEW is they always portray any of the older wrestlers in a great light. It's not like yeah. you see with WWE where like when they brought in Jared for the Royal Rumble a few years back and they just made him out to be a clown, you know, you don't get that with AEW. And I think that's huge. And like the best part with Jeff Jarrett, he came in, did his did his did his hits mm-hmm. and that's it like i love it like they they do that so well with sting as well like yes you know darby allen jay lethal they're the ones going out there they're the ones doing you know doing all the work and then you get the, the, the nostalgia from sting and from jeff jarrett and it's just it's executed so well mm-hmm. i never thought that i would hear a tna chant in a, a like oh, any wrestling match that yeah. isn't tna <laughs> Honestly, that I got, I got so excited hearing that. I was like, "Yes, like I love." <laughs> so, like you, you get something like that, and like everything about Jared with coming in with his TNA theme. Like, I, I can't help but like grin when I hear that uh, the Planet Jared theme. It is yeah. perfect. Our- yeah, <laughs> the. uh I mean, there was a few huge spots in this where you had. Uh, yeah. Darby climbed the ladder to go for that uh, coffin drop, and Satnam Singh just carries him. Oh to the man, room. I I really like Satnam Singh. I uh, like I know I know like a lot of people are going to compare him to the Great Kali, but I think he can move a little quicker than yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And like that huge choke slam he also gave to Sting too. Like mm-hmm. wow, like that was. Satnam Singh, I think he's going to be, you know, he'll always be that big main attract, like big attraction guy, but like he, he can move, he can go. (laughs) I I feel like a lot of people have turned, done like a 180 on him since when he first debuted because they debuted him, you know, as like with the lights out, he shows up and everyone's, who is this guy? And from that point forward, there was a lot of hate towards him, but seeing him, you know, being able to develop a little bit more and show off like some personality and character and people yeah. are starting to get behind it. Absolutely. And like, they rightfully should. He mm-hmm. is, he is a big guy. He can move. 
and he's got great facial expressions too. He mm-hmm. looks like a killer. He looks like a monster. And like this, this is this is the shit that I love, right? The uh, the spot where Sting had him for the uh, Scorpion Death Drop, and he's calling for Darby to do the coffin drop. On him, oh man, that was great. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah that match for me was just like it was. It was in the perfect spot too, right? Like it just gets you that nostalgia. And it, it still was a fun match to watch. Like it was just really fun. Mm-hmm. The uh, I did like how there was very little interaction between Sting and Jared. It seemed so. Yes. I I would still fully be into a Sting Jared singles match. Like I don't need or two. And like it, it, if they keep the you know the whole because it's still gonna be a Jeff Jarrett t- style match. You gotta have yeah. the ref bumps. Yeah, you gotta have the the chair. You got or the chair. Sorry, the the guitar. You know, it, you always have to have so much outside interference. And I know that's why everyone hates Jeff Jarrett. But like that's why I always loved it because it was always chaos. Any mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett match is always just over the top dumb chaos you get a bunch of silly near falls you get you get blood like that's just for me that is a jeff jarrett match and like i'm all for that <laughs> on jeff jarrett you, I, I know that's why everyone hates him i know that's why everyone just like oh jeff jarrett like ugh, no, no. <laughs> you have to take it with a grain of salt they're not bringing in jarrett to push him as a world champion they're just bringing him in as an attraction to help elevate others. And they're able to do that with, you know, putting him in a match with lethal and Darby, bringing those guys up even more. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I really like Jarrett's look as the last outlaw, that all black sort of look. Mm -hmm. I like, I I like the classic Jeff Jarrett look that he came out with, but I was really digging that all black sort of look that he had going on. He like, he looked, you know, he just looked like a really like, like, Oh, this, this guy's really bad. Like, I don't like him. Yeah. He he looked like a villain, like you know, like uh, one you would see in the movies, you know, like you, that's what he I looked, like, he looked like a Western villain, and I I really liked that look. Not that I didn't like the look that he came out in, but like I I really think he should have stuck with that all black sort of look, mm-hmm. especially with a no DQ no count out match. Like it's basically a street fight, so I'm a yeah. big proponent of like street fights where guys come in with like sleeveless shirts, jeans with their knee pads over top, yeah. you know, like. I love that yeah, look. It'll be a fight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that was uh, a match that I was very excited for, and I thought that these two absolutely delivered the women's interim title match. So what I kept saying earlier, you know, this is one of my favorites. This mm-hmm. is my top three. This was my match of the night. Mm-hmm. I I got fully invested with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. I I I bit everything every near fall i was like this is it it's over it's mm-hmm. over like i bit everything and i like from the get-go this match was rocking this was the match like this was the match of the night for me i really really enjoyed it and jamie hater coming out on top like i i couldn't have been happier the crowd was so behind jamie hater mm-hmm. the crowd wanted to see jamie hater like I-, I was just so happy for her like it was it was such a good match I feel like you could really see the skill discrepancy with these two and some of the other members of the roster because uh, like you compare this to say Jade and Nyla where, you know, you had some missed spots or uh, like some slight botches where with these two, they just clicked and everything fell into place. Yeah. Like these two are pros. These, these two know what they're doing and they're going out there and just, just doing what they do best. Mm -hmm. I felt like the crowd to start off was a little, a little quiet and uh, they, they worked hard. They pulled them in and got them fully invested. I mean, when Hater first came out, she obviously got the cheers, but like they kind of quieted down. And then after uh, a couple of near falls, they perked right up and were right into it. Or so quiet for the fact that they were just maybe more so just really focused in on the match. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were really just taken out at the beginning but i think it was more so the fact that they were just, they were they were really invested in yeah. what start mm-hmm. and with, uh, with with us viewers at home it may it makes it, it seems more so like that like oh the crowd's not that into it but I, I think i think for this one it was a little bit different because i think people were just really invested into it because mm-hmm. at the beginning you're, you're right it was it did seem like it was quiet but i think it's just because we were at home as opposed to being there yeah like the quietness should not be misconstrued as like uninterested because they were, they were fully invested, but they, it was quiet, yeah. you know? 
and, I, I, and that's where like you know they really yeah. were starting to right near near the end they were hot throughout the, the rest of the match mm-hmm. uh with this with these two i mean you you saw a little bit of outside interference leading up to the finish but uh the the exchange that those two had where they were doing each other's finishers and the yeah. crowd was biting on everything hater was doing and right when you thought uh i think storm hit the storm zero and you're almost like shit you know like she's gonna win and yeah that's i i right there i was like well that's it that's the match like i think I think that was right after rebel showed up and got thrown out mm-hmm. yeah right it was right after that i was like oh that's the match like yeah. that's it yeah well but then before that i even i even got i thought when hater was gonna win was when rebel hit her with the hit tony storm with the title mm-hmm. oh that's that's it and like no and i was like oh my god <laughs> Then you get Brit running out there. She gets involved too, and like that seemed a little clunky, but it yeah. still it still worked. It still worked, yeah. And like even with Brit getting knocked off the the apron by Jamie Hader, mm-hmm. this is what we were talking about later, like, earlier. Like what what's Brit going to be doing? I think we're going to get built into Brit and Jamie Hader. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is me. Fantasy. Fantasy. Uh, booking here but i'm thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be batista and triple h jamie hater's gonna be randy orton on top of rebel's shoulders and Britt baker's gonna give the thumbs down (laughs) love it i love it i I, like i was i was watching i was like man they should just do that tonight but i was like no like they'll 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 celebrate the whole thing right now but i was like me i i could see this coming on wednesday and i i really i really think it's gonna be going down that route you know what? I would even hold off because eventually, at some point, Thunder Rosa has to return. Uh, right, that is this is true. Yeah, Thunder Rosa does have to come back, but I thought Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm made more sense in that in that. So maybe Thunder Rosa is going to be off for even longer. Mm-hmm. If she is, then they should just fully get rid of the interim label on the championship. Yeah, I agree. But if you want to hold on to it, you you build to. Uh, thunder rosa jamie hater to you know main event to dynamite say and then post-match after you know jamie hater wins unifies yeah. the titles you do something like that leading towards britain hater at revolution oh the crowd would uh, hate brit yeah i'm salivating at the thought of that right now <laughs> <laughs> so after that was the co-main event the AEW tag team title match yeah and i thought this was kind of in a, a weird spot that they put this tag the tag team championship match in right before the main mm-hmm. um i mean everybody loves the acclaim so they yeah. uh yeah they do <laughs> uh, the cl- the crowd was right into it from when uh when you heard the acclaim's music mm-hmm. uh, the match itself was it was a good match it was it was fun um i really liked i really liked anthony bowen showing you know a lot of heart you know yeah. and Especially with doing the whole shoulder, the shoulder injury, I I really liked Anthony Bowen's what he did out there. Um, the match itself, not until the end, is when I got right back into it. And maybe it's because I was I was sitting on such a high after Jamie Hader's win mm-hmm. that you know, it, it took me a little bit, a little bit to get back into this tag team match. The this is the third of the trilogy between the two teams, and. This definitely was the bottom end, I felt. Like with, you know, yeah. even the crowd involvement and just the match quality, it was still a good match, but it definitely did hold up to the previous two. Yeah. I, I, and I, yeah, like I agree with you there. I think this was, this was the Godfather three mm-hmm. of the G and it, it, yeah, it wasn't like, it was fine. It, the match itself was fine. I did like, you know, uh, Keith Lee finally being like, you know, that's it with Swerve. Mm-hmm. I think with that was really good, but. I get maybe that's why they put it on before the main event because they they kind of knew that it was going to be maybe not quite like the other two matches. Mm-hmm. It was almost like that buffer that they could put that match in before the main event, not to just have a constant high of like five yeah. in a row and then you get that energy dump. Yeah. So and maybe that's why, but yeah, it, yeah, the match itself fine, and then I liked Keith Lee, you know, saying that's it to swerve, and mm-hmm. I think the. On a very very fun match. The uh, with Keith and Swerve, I mean, from the get go, they kind of played up that Shaq Kobe dynamic, where like they're teaming together, they don't always get along until it boils over. I I love that now these two can go their separate ways because I am so ready for a Swerve singles run. 
Like, and, give and him the All Atlantic title and just let him run with it. Let him run. I and I can't wait for Swerve and AR Fox. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put that on Dynamite this Wednesday along with uh, the other card, uh, other matches that are announced, and that's money. Oh yeah, that's that that's that's definitely like definitely needing to tune into. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to ask before we get into the main event, because I feel like with final battle around, I mean, we kind of talked about the world title with uh, Jericho Danielson, possibly. What do you see for the tag titles? Because I mean, FTR is the number one contenders for the AEW titles. There are also the ROH champions. Do you see them and the guns at final battle or what do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think what they're going to do with FTR. Like, it, it, it's kind of weird. They haven't really been overly around. Like, the last time they were on Dynamite was when they lost to Swerve in Our Glory, wasn't it? Uh, they had the eight-man tag, like, two oh, weeks right. ago, yeah. It's probably, yeah, probably going to be with the guns. Uh, I mean, it, it'd, be, it'd be a fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, great showcase the guns. But I think after Final Battle, they're going to really, they're going to, I think they really need to start going for the AEW Tag Team Championship. I wanted to throw this out there because I, I was kind of spitballing and you have obviously FTR is the number one contenders, uh, but they need to defend the ROH titles. So how about ROH defends the uh, tag titles against the acclaimed at final battle ROH are at the FTR can beat the acclaimed, get that win leading up building more to the match for the AEW titles where it's like, Hey, it shows that they can beat them. That's like that would be good too. I think I'd yeah. be. I'm all for that. Like, yeah, especially for the ROH tag team champions. Acclaim loses, going for the AEW. It. I'm down for that. Yeah, that, it's it, it. adds more than like I like the guns. I find them very entertaining. But it's like them as a main title draw. I'm not there yet. Not there yet. I agree. So yeah, that's a. So that's the tricky part is trying to figure out like what else, like what other options are they going to go with? And maybe that's where we're going to be on Wednesday. I think Wednesday is going to give a better, clear uh, direction of what they're wanting to do with those, with the tag team titles, uh, the tag team titles more so. Cause I think, I think they'll start showing what they're going to build to there. Yeah. Cause you're about three weeks away. So it's, it kind of the, the build to it's starting now. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they announced for Dynamite Jericho and Ishii, which will be fantastic defending the ROH title. So, yeah. Um, time for the main event the AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus MJF. And I mean, the crowd was fully behind MJF from the get go. Yeah, they, like, they did not like Moxley, which is like, I, I love John Moxley. So for me, I was just like, why? Like, why? 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 Mm-hmm. why? Why are we so against him? Like mm-hmm. we're like fully against him. There wasn't many people cheering for him there. <laughs> Not at all. And like they were fully like Mox embraced his heel for that match, flipping off the crowd and basically like just a giant fuck you to everyone. And it yeah. was I, I I still enjoyed it, but I was like I, I, I like Moxley, so yeah, exactly. So I was like, <laughs> well, I find hating him. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't enjoy it for some reason, but I, I was, I was there for the match. I enjoyed it. I really liked the the pile driver through the table. Like that was, that was really fun. Um, you know, MGF working, uh, really showing like that his knee was hurting. Yeah. Uh, like it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then Regal at the end coming in and. Ah, I knew something was going to happen. I just, mm-hmm. I had a feeling when I saw Regal come down, I was like, oh, this, this is where it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, uh, with the uh, two things, with the, the knee thing, I love the mocks putting him in the figure four and then bridging up doing, you know, the figure eight or whatever it's yeah. called. And I was almost waiting for him to fully embrace the heel side and grab the ropes for leverage, thinking like, okay, if he's heel, he might as well play it up. But yeah. it was it was still a, still a great spot to see. And then with Regal, I mean, people were kind of like, well, why, why did he have to pass him the Nux? You know, like, you know, MJF had the ring. And the whole thing was Regal wanted him to prove he didn't need the ring to beat him. So as soon as he threw it away, it was like, okay, you're, you're invested. That's why he slid him the Nux being like, have at her, you know? And it's like, people were wondering like, why? It's like, that's why. That's why. And like, 
I wonder what they're going to do next now with Moxley and Regal, like, or what happens to the BCC, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where that's where my intrigue is at. And, like, I think MGF is going to have a great, great title reign, and I think he's going to put on some really good matches for however long he has the title for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for it. I just, I just wonder where they're going to go next. Like, where does MGF go next? And where, like, Moxley, like, I'm sure he'll find he'll find something to do next but is it gonna are we still gonna see another uh, a rematch with this or are we just gonna split off and go somewhere else Mm -hmm. the uh i know post match they had you know the bcc in the ring like kind of like pulling mocks up and that you know so claudio danielson yuda and uh so it's it's interesting to see like are they still going to be a unit if they break up i mean you almost don't want that just because like yuda will get left in the dust without the four of them together and i don't want that to happen it's i want to see everyone be able to be pulled up from this but yeah with uh i mean obviously mjf he's going to have the winner of ethan page and ricky starks and winner is coming following that who do you see as his next big challenger Dude, that's the thing is like who 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 do we see come out of this like we got to think like maybe hangman mm-hmm. there like i think hangman would be great to to put put back in there uh, or or we just start seeing some other like other other young guy like other young baby faces coming in there like it, it's it's hard to like predict like who who's going to be coming up next in there mm-hmm. it's uh with so many different like ways they could have went with the finish of this match like you almost kind of hoped that they would have had MJF and fully embrace the baby face and not cheat to win and like yeah. go with that super baby face run and just bring in heels for him to feud with. But it's uh, that's why we don't get paid the big bucks to book. Well, that is why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, I'm sure I'm like, I'm sure that it'll be something that they'll bring in. That'll be really entertaining. I just, I, I for me, only hangman's the only, you know, baby face I can think of that they would use at this moment after winners coming with Ethan Page and uh mm-hmm. and, and they could even go with Ethan Page because then you have the whole firm MGF thing as well, mm-hmm. right? We'll see. It's uh like I was I fully expected Page to win the uh tournament at like with how they how much they were promoting him and stuff, but it's like now I almost kind of want to see Ricky Starks win just to see him and MJF go at it. I think yeah. that it's an interesting dynamic with the two of them on the mic. And that's the thing is they can, they can really use Ricky Starks at winter is coming too, because you know, winter winter is coming is great that, you know, it, it, it's on TV, right? So you're not, you're not doing the pay-per-view buys. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I really think you could use Ricky Starks in that, in that as well, or Ethan page. Like I, I think both would be great either or like, well, the mm-hmm. way where, however, this, tournament unfolds i think either option is really good Mm -hmm. overall on a on a a one to ten you know ten being the highest one the lowest where are you at with this uh you know i including zero hour i'm gonna give everything about an eight i uh you know the highs were really good uh watching jamie Hayter and tony storm really do because that was really good you know the 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 lulls that kind of happened in the in the mid there kind of that's what dragged it down a little bit for for me but I really, I really enjoyed the show. Like most, like most AEW shows, I usually always enjoy them. What about yeah. yourself? Uh, you know, I, I liked this one a lot more than All Out. I, I thought it worked a lot better. And I'm, I'm at that eight, eight and a half. You know, it wasn't a perfect show. Like it wasn't like Forbidden Door, but it was yeah. still like an, a very entertaining show. Yeah, very, very entertaining. And you know, it's funny. One year ago, we were there live at Full Gear. <laughs> It's, it's crazy to think a year has gone by since we were there live watching it and made me made me miss being there live. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that when uh, when Hater won because we were standing talking, me, you, and Sammy, and then because she had walked by with one of the, like, the stage crew guys just strolling by and like to think we could have been like, hey, can we get a picture? But it's just like, she's just, nobody's around, just strolling through right through and the thing is like even in the lobby there weren't even that many people left there it was just like a maybe maybe 30 people and she's just strolling right by (laughs) yeah it was great i i it did uh kind of cue up that we were down there at the same time and it's just like fuck that was a lot of fun that was a good time 
Yeah, that was a really good time. And uh, next time they're in Minneapolis, I'm more than happy to make a make a drive back down to go see it. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, I'd be I'd be all over that. I, I wish I could have went to that uh, Quake on the Wake, Quake, Quake, Quake uh, on the Lake, but uh, it just didn't work out financially. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it would have been hard to make too because it was. A, it was a Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I love these Saturday night pay per views because you still have Sunday to like catch up on everything. Relax, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm all for Saturday pay per views as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. So coming up, I mean, for yourself, when uh, when are we going to see you back in the ring? What do you got coming up? So we've got November 27th. We got the Rumble to Remember for CWE. Mm. Uh, it'll be myself and Sammy Peppers, Red Hot Summer versus Bobby Shink and Travis Cole. Uh, sweet and tasty for those CWE tag team titles. As well, Bryce Bentley is going to be fighting for his chance to win that 50-man Rumble. So uh, hope, hoping I uh, I come up with the big win and challenge for that CWE world title. Doing double duty that night, eh? Double duty, yeah. So uh, super excited for that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's November 27th at the Holy Eucharist Center. And then we've got December 9th at the West End Cultural Center. Nice. W Red Hot Summers in action. We're still waiting to see who our opponents are. But uh, Sam and I definitely are preparing and are getting ready for this, uh, for this show at the West End Cultural Center. Awesome. I can't wait to have my ticket for the uh, WPW show. So I'm looking forward to that. And it should be a good time. Should be. I'm really, really looking forward. I know they're starting to uh, announce some matches coming out of there. We've got Warhorse and Riley Jackson, which will be a very, very fun match. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. As well as, uh, I think they announced Free Range Care is also coming back too. Yeah, facing off with uh, Laney Luck. Laney Luck, yeah. So yeah. that's that's going to be a fun match. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I should give a huge uh, props to, I, I won't mention names, but someone came through with a ticket for me. Uh, I, I missed out on the first go around just with everything going on, but uh, they came through with a ticket so that I could go to the show. So thank you so much. Just in case if they're listening, I appreciate it. So <laughs> don't want to be name dropping anyone just in case yeah. I'm not supposed to, <laughs> you know, don't want to put them on blast. So yeah. Um, for those uh, listening, if they're not following you, where can they find you? Got me on Instagram at the Bryce Bentley, as well on Twitter at Bryce Bentley two hundred four. Hell yeah, Bryce! Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Blair, for having me on, and uh, always looking forward to being back. Uh, thank you so much to Bryce for joining me, and thank you for checking out the podcast. If it's your first time listening, uh, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Email GrademakerPodcast at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. Uh, Grademaker Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And t-shirts for sale, 25 bucks a piece. Hit me up and I'll get you one. Thanks for checking it out. We'll talk soon.